With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening. This is Penelope Flynn, co-host and moderator of Discussions from the Otherhood. I'm here with the rest of the Blurred Sasses next door. And it's Nikki, James, Cranston, Otto, and Sonia. And we are here on the first show right after the new year. And we are going to get started with this list of the truly most overrated films of all time. But first, we're going to do a touch of the weather. And Nikki, since you are center, uh, middle, how is the weather there in South Florida? We had rain. (laughs) We had rain. Lots of rain, a little bit of rain. Just a little, but it was cloudy all day. Okay, cool. So, um, and happy new year, everybody. Happy thank, new you, year. thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, James, you're next. Uh, how's New York? You got me. As I was, as I was saying. It's 37 degrees right now. It's rain mixed with snow. That's going to go on into the night. Um, the Earlier this week, we had an a earthquake. Really? So, yeah. It, we had York? an earthquake. Yeah, in New York. Whoa. Yeah, the, but really the only place in New York that felt it was Roosevelt Island and right across the East River into Queens. But um yeah, the rest of New York it happened. I was asleep while it happened. Um the reason why we really don't feel earthquakes in New York is most of the area and crossing over to the Palisades in New Jersey is is bedrock. Uh, yeah. So yeah the That's the only, yeah, the only time I felt the uh, earthquake was maybe five, six years ago. Remember when it, it hit Washington, D.C.? Mm-hmm. I believe, too. Um, that and a little tremor back in the 80s. Other than that, pretty much everyone that in between those that we've had, I've been asleep. Wow. But otherwise, everything fine. No other yeah. crazy going on. Yeah, yeah. The, only, the only thing is trying to adjust this lamp. Right now, I feel like I'm getting ready to confess. But you look great. Yeah, we got but, man. Yeah, but <laughs> it's like yeah, oh, but, dim it, dim it a little I, bit. I gotta worry. I gotta dim it a little to the side. Yeah, figure out how to dim it a little bit. Yeah, I have to work on that. Right, cool, cool. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Nah, Island, the place where they have the like paupers graves. Uh, Roosevelt Island used to have it, but the main uh, part of field is on Rikers Island, and you have like 
over a million people buried there. Wow. You mean like where the prison is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And this this is how the uh, prisoners that have been there for a while, because it's a jail, not a prison, actually. Oh. And um, that's how they make their little bit of money, digging graves. Wow. Unfortunately, I have a friend of mine that's buried in the Potter's Field on Rikers Island. Wow. Mm. Well, well that's a great lead in to Cranston telling us about the weather. Yeah, well, it's uh, earlier this week it was cold and miserable, and then today it was 75. So, mercurial, yeah, wow, but no rain, uh, misting, but no rain. All right, well, Otto, for you, Texas, North Texas, it, it was beautiful. So it's like a low of forty and a high of like like fifty six. Perfect. Okay, okay. Just your sweater weather. And you see Sonia there coughing. How's the weather in Rochester? It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do like Otto when he was in the summer going it hot. Mine's gonna be it cold. <laughs> yeah, we it's cold up there. It's twenty nine degrees, didn't get above thirty three. And it's got about a good inch of snow on the ground already. It's and wow. it's still coming down. Isn't wow. there a nor a nor'easter headed? That there was way? a yeah. There was a big storm that started out in California. That's just coming straight across. Wow. And it's, none of it's going to be lake effect. This is all real snow, as they put it. Um, no flurries. It's going to be here for a while. Wow. Um, yeah, it cold. Stay warm then. Stay inside. That's we just came back from the services for the lady that I was taking care of. And I told her daughter and her son in law, I ain't moving till Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I ain't getting warm? out of this house. They the, there's got enough gas heat in this house. I keep it nice and warm. All and right. I got electric blankets. All right. Oh, I love That's electric blankets. That's oh, yeah. the way to go. All right. Well, I know you got to be getting something, Roxanne. Uh, yeah, uh, we had a mix of rain and snow. My basement flooded. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, I came at the house. I was going, I had made arrangements for a contractor to come out on Monday um, oh, to God. seal it up, except he ain't coming now. Oh, my God. So I just texted him. Um, I don't expect an answer. It's I mean it's Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. But I texted him and said we just have to because we you know we gotta wait till the basement dries out. So you and can't I, like pump it or anything like that? You can't pump the water like those pumps they use to pump all the stuff out? Some pump no, because um this house is so old, um, there's no place to put it. A sump pump won't work in the house. Wow. Um so and it costs too much to put one in. <laughs> I should have done oh. it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, my housemates down there cussing and I can only imagine. Out. But it didn't flood until like I don't know, maybe an hour ago. And I guess that's because, <laughs> see, underneath, see, we around here, you, we only have three to four feet of topsoil, and mm. then it's clay. So, 
anyway, so yeah, I'm 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 not a happy camper. They have to dig the Marianas trench around your house to get all this stuff out. Yep. So anyway, like I, he sealed the outside last night, but what's started to happen is that the concrete floor. And I think you know I think a lot of this is because when I did have the Marianas trench dug this summer. I think that just displaced a whole lot of stuff. Mm. And, you know, and, and it's just everything shifting. And, but the right. foundation's okay, thank goodness. Um, but everything's just shifted over the over time. And, you know, nothing was where it was. So, oh yeah, right. The joys of owning an old house. Yeah, but he'll be there Monday, right? No, no, oh. we gotta wait till the basement dries out. Oh well. So okay. I, you know, please don't rain next week at all. All right. No rain, you all. Listen, no rain. Okay. All right. Well, we get out to the more pleasant items of talking about these films that are possibly overrated. And there's a listing. It was a your DIY of the truly most overrated films of all time. And I went through the list and I gotta tell you in all honesty. Some of these things deserve to be on this list. I think some of them are truly overrated. So, but you know, this is like, uh, everybody can kind of chime in and make a decision as to whether or not you all agree, whether or not some of these things are actually overrated. Now, the first thing is a 40 list of 40. The bottom of the list, the first thing on the list is, um, what is this film? Inception. Now I've seen Inception. Has anybody not seen Inception? Me. No? I liked Inception. And I don't think it was overrated. I thought it was a really interesting film. And I guess because it has so many new, um, what do you call it, uh, special effects for this film that it did get a lot of um, ballyhoo. But beyond just the special effects, I thought it was an interesting premise. I think it was well acted. I liked it. I mean, does anybody else think that it belongs on this list? I don't think it belongs on the list for three reasons. Number mm -hmm. one is a lot of the people who are chiming in on these things are just the ones that bother to complain about stuff. Mm -hmm. and they don't either understand film or they don't understand stories or they just can't keep up. And number two, Chris is trying to all of this stuff. I think we're getting a feedback. I don't know if it's me. Yeah, I was sorry. I was looking for the list. I couldn't download it before or view it, so sorry. All right, go on, go on, Cranston. Go ahead. Oh, and uh, he likes to do stuff practical, and um, so a lot of it is just like it's not CGI or something like that. And the uh, probably the one sequence that everybody remembers the most is the one with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt in the hallway. And that had gone all the way back to uh, Fred Astaire dancing in this room back, way back when in the 30s or something. So um, I think it was just a lot of people that can't keep up and uh, or people that just don't like Christopher Nolan. And, and that's why it ended up on the list. But I don't think it, I don't think that one belongs on the list. I agree. I don't think it belongs on the list. And I thought well, the scenes that I thought were great was the one when they are sitting out at the cafe and then everything starts to explode. But they're oh, yeah. saying that they could not use explosions. So they use like air, they've puffed everything. 
And I thought that was really unique, the um, effect that they used. And then also when the car is rolling down the hill and everybody's asleep and the, everyone in the car and yeah. it finally lands. And so the driver's like, yeah, and everybody else is asleep. So that effect. <laughs> I, I thought a lot of the effects were great. I really liked the film because I thought it was um, different. I hadn't seen anything quite like it before. So, and the best uh, mm-hmm. thing about it is is that you don't know how it ends. You can debate and everybody can, you know, come up. Well, how do you think it, what really happened in the end or anything? But that was good. Oh, thing. I agree. I agree. I think it's good when you have something where after you leave the theater, you're still talking about it. Yeah. What What was the real ending? You know, was that really true? I don't know that. Um, James, did you watch? I know Otto, you watched it. Did you have any opinion as to whether or not this film should be on the list? No, I haven't seen it. I've seen it. I don't think it belongs on the list. And I've I, I've I've read the list, and the the operative word throughout all this entire this entire list is the word boring. So it's like you know, this film is shouldn't this this film should be on this list because it's boring. It's black and white. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. 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 And so it's not. Exception is not boring. It's not a. It's not a great. It's not great cinema. But it doesn't. It's not overrated. It's rated the right. Rightly rated, I think. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people determine something is boring if they don't understand it or they can't keep up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the things that com- the complaint that they have on here is that is that here's a hard to swallow pill. Just because Leonardo DiCaprio is in something doesn't mean it's amazing. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, Inception as a film just does not live up to the pedestal it was put on. The story follows a thief, DiCaprio who obtains corporate secrets through the use of military-grade dream-sharing technology. The film features a star-studded cast of Elliot Page, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Tom Hardy, and the special effects are incredible, but the plot is so convoluted that it is just hard to keep up with what the heck is even going on throughout the movie. So I disagree with that. I mean, I think you just have to sit there and watch. Also, it wasn't that he was trying to obtain corporate secrets. What they were trying to do is keep someone from taking a certain action. So they go into their dreams to keep them from taking certain corporate action. They weren't trying to steal secrets. So that's another thing. Just like they said, they it's convoluted. They don't understand what it was that was going on. But I liked it and didn't think it belonged on the list. Sounds like someone who didn't take film theory. Yeah, something. something. Well, someone who didn't pay attention and doing other right. stuff. Like on their, right. on their phone in a movie theater. Yeah, and missing valid, important, salient points of the film and plot, certain plot points. And the next thing on the list is Top Gun. I have to say, I only saw like uh, bits and pieces of this because, and on cable, because it's kind of like for realsies. Uh, so I, I mean, it would be wrong for me to say that it's overrated because I never really watched it. But the fact that I didn't want to watch it kind of puts <laughs> me in the category of thinking it's probably overrated if people say that it was good. So anybody I, else? Yes, overrated. it was overrated. From a Top feminine Gun, point of view, yes, definitely overrated. Top Gun came out when my cousin, who was 15, 14, 15 years old at the time, was spending the summer with us, you know, in DC. And I cannot tell you how many times I saw Top Gun very highly overrated 
Yeah, I agree. It's overrated. You don't have to be female or feminine to know it's overrated. It's mm-hmm. uh, it just it's it's in that category of film like uh, films like Red Dawn and a lot of stupid macho Reagan era or whatever like films that you know people who are lunkheads like. So yes, yeah, and overrated. those lunkheads after Top Gun came out. Those lunkheads went up and signed up. Yep. They thought that the military, they thought the military is going to be just like in the movies, yep. not realizing yep. that they were officers in the movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah took you got to you gotta go to point. school. Right. To to, yeah. Yeah. To be a pilot. You know, you can't just jump out and say, here I am. Throw me behind the wheel. You know? All right. Well, there's also a thing that's a little deceptive. My uh, brother. Uh, joined the army because the recruiter told him that he would be able to play football and he thought he would be playing for the uh, army that plays on TV. Yes, here. yes that That's one. Point. And it yeah. wasn't until after a while he found out, well, no, that's not <laughs> quite the football you're going to be playing. <laughs> you know, you got to so, go to West Point. Yeah, yeah, they'll tell you that part. They did leave that part out, you know, so yeah. okay. By the way, did, did you know? We weren't lying. We were just not giving yeah. the complete truth, right? Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep moving uh, because uh, we got Drive. Now, I'm going to tell you, in Drive, I thought it was a good film. I thought that um, the performance uh, by, uh, what is his name? Ryan uh, Reynolds. Not Ryan Reynolds. I mean, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Ryan, uh, Ryan Gosling was okay, but he was not the best thing in the film. Um, what is his name? Albert Brooks. Yeah. I thought was phenomenal in that film. I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, you have comedians who play these dark roles that really nail them. And Albert Brooks nailed that role in Drive. But I think beyond Albert Brooks, it was kind of an average film. You know, and he kind of elevated with his performance. Uh, I don't know if anybody else saw it and whether you agree or disagree. I don't think it's overrated. It's just rated. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, it's a good film. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's is good. It overrated? I don't think. I, don't. I mean, I guess they're saying, did it deserve all the accolades that it received? Yeah, it did. And I think it was good. I was like, it was a good film. I, I don't think, I, I don't know whether. You know, I was uh, privy to any particular um, over-lauding of it, but I thought it was a good film. And I particularly, like I said, thought that Albert Brooks was chilling, fantastic in this film. Um, any other opinions on Drive? Because I know we're going to have some opinions on the next film. I didn't see that one. There's another movie from 97 called Drive, and I, it, I people were always confused. People don't know mm. that there's two movies, so oh, when I okay. mentioned the '97 one, they're like, "What?" Uh. <laughs> well, the next film, number thirty-seven on our list, is Frozen. Now, I don't know whether Frozen is good or bad because I had no desire ever to see it. So, <laughs> has anyone ever seen Frozen? Is it was it worth all the you know, uh, I don't know, accolade uh, promotion that it received? I it was refreshing to see Disney promote a film for once. 
um, they haven't been promoting a lot of their films lately, so you they don't really know what haven't. You're absolutely out. right. Um, I'm and you then they're shocked when it doesn't succeed. I'm like, right? It, it, what's what's, like what's the, the Blue Beetle? Yeah, no, that, that was Marvel. That was Mar DC. Mar well, that's in that. That's Disney too. Yeah, that's Marvel. Disney owns Disney. Marvel, so yeah. Yeah, Disney. No, no, Disney owns Marvel, not DC. Blue Beetles, DC. Oh. Whatever it was, whoever um, got but that. But they have one not... right now called Wish, and I'm like, they released it. I didn't even know they released it, and and it looks really interesting. And I didn't know it was out. Wow. Um. So Frozen was like the last. Well, Encanto, because they didn't even promote Encanto until it came to Disney Plus. So yeah, Frozen was one of the last ones that they really put a whole marketing campaign behind. Wow. Wow. Um, so in that respect, because it was probably overrated because it, you know, it got more money than anybody else for marketing. But it's a Disney film. The unique part is that the women don't need saving. They oh, save that's themselves. Cool. That's cool. All right. Um I mean in that sense, if you think it's overrated. For all the um, yeah, it's overrated. I think it's overrated. Of it for all of the promotion and stuff that it got, was it deserving of it? Let it go. Let it go. Um, was it worth it? I enjoyed it. I don't know if it was worth all the money they put into it for promotion, mm -hmm. but it was refreshing for a Disney film to see the women rescue themselves because that's not the typical Disney formula, right? Okay, and how about It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, hell no. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hold oh, on. did I what say that mean? out loud? Oh, I, I know. Mean, it's you, not. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Do you mean you say hell no, like it shouldn't be on the list, or hell no, it's overrated? It's completely overrated. You it was overrated so? when it came out. I people used to didn't, like that. People hyped, I, I used to. Them. And then you watch it again and again and again and again, and you really, you see all the faults, and you well, learn. No, no. I, I get what? I I saw the film again most recently, and I'm chagrined that I have now such hostility against James Stewart that I cannot enjoy this, the film anymore. What he was at the forefront of the civil rights movement. Yeah, so he says He's that being with the James. He's being sarcastic. Right, yeah. I know. We, we Thank know. You, but, James. but but uh, thanks, James. Yes, but our audience doesn't know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So James James Stewart was a notable racist, but um, yeah. But the I saw the movie, you know, for the first time in a long time, mm -hmm. um, over this holiday uh, season, the Christmas and all, and it's it, it's not overrated. It's a really good film, to me. Stop it. No, I'm serious. No, you're not. I, the I effect, love, no, yeah. I love the. I love, no. I love the, uh, I love the what I love the uh what would the Pottersville look like and and you know Clarence the Angel and all that all that stuff and how people's lives would have been if Bailey didn't you know was never born. I liked it. Listen, it's corny as hell, but I liked it. Listen, but you know what Santa I like conquers the Martians will beat it's a wonderful life any day, any time. No, I'm no. gonna tell you, I liked it. You know why I liked it? Because it shows just what a certain type of person is like. Yes, they may go through hardships, they don't get everything they want, but the first moment something really hits them really hard, a certain demographic in this country, that the first time anything goes bad like that, 
oh my gosh. He was you know, nasty as hell. Oh, you're nasty to his children. He was nasty to, to Uncle, Uncle Billy. He was like, you know, you're everyone. Fool, you're you fool. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, somebody so going to jail. And it's not gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, isn't I mean, it, he was there, nasty. Isn't there a part in that movie where they're dancing and the basketball court opens and they yes. walk in the pool? Yeah, that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> when, he, when 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 the George Bailey said, you know, what are we doing with all these kids? Why are we having yeah. kids? All yeah, I mean, he's it's like nasty. He, he's yeah, nasty. He said, it hat. only takes it only takes one one thing, the straw that breaks the camel's back, and he treats everybody around him with such At disdain. The drop of a hat. You know, and that that's what I like about it. Because this guy is so wonderful and George, but you know what? It didn't take much. You know, it didn't take much for him to step off the edge and really just become this horrible individual. You know, that's why I like it. Because, you know, yeah. oh, this guy and he's so nice and great, George Bailey, blah, blah. But he didn't steal the money. His uncle didn't steal the money. He lost the money. No, that's the admission. He lost it. And but the he names he calls his uncle so Billy badly. Oh You're my a god. Old fool. You know, to say this to your uncle. I mean, he was again, they're people they're demographic, and it only takes just that. Well, how many bit but Penelope, how many of us are like that? I mean, uh, you know, with with adversity raises his head that, you know, our demeanor like changes. We we sure. become we sure. kick the dog and we yell at our sure. children and Sure. And I mean and I think that does happen. But the thing is that he's painted as his paragon of virtue. And I would think it would take a lot more time, you know, for him to go from zero to sixty. That's all. But well, it shows no. that there is, you know, there's certain people that despite, you know, all this, they're, you know, what do you call it, fair weathered individuals. As long as everything is going okay, they're fine. The first time something happens that's going to affect them negatively, not just I'm upset this is going to happen, everything and everyone around them that they have loved and cherished, cared for, all of a sudden they're the enemy, you know, and they're so quick to throw them off. That's all. I, I like that. And really? then, of course, at the end, when he comes back, you know, and says, you know, we're just, you know, happy new year to you in jail, so fine, I'll just, I'll be great. But the fact that I'm here, that I'm alive, and I made it this far, you know, that's a good thing, you know. So I do like it. I well, understand you saying it should, should definitely be on the list, James. I understand you, and you too, Sonia. But yeah, I, I kind of, I, I still think there's value in it. Well, I'm yeah, not saying you can say anything. And not to kick a man while he's down, but you do know that Jimmy Stewart was also a smuggler too. I did not know. Please um, elucidate. Okay, back in the 50s, you had researchers, adventurers, whatever, trying to find out about the existence of the Yeti. Mm -hmm. And somebody in the expedition came across what was supposedly Yeti bones, a hand bone, a hand, a skeletal hand. Mm -hmm. But they had a hard time trying to get it out of the country. Was that Tibet? Mm -hmm. So... They had got contacted Jimmy Stewart, and he smuggled the hand out in his luggage. Wow. 
I, yeah. I'm sorry. James is trying to find everything uh, he can about this guy. Yeah, but we so, know. So, you know, the, th- <laughs> the thing is, you can, you can hate the artist but love the art. Is that a thing that we can do? Because no, I think can, this yeah, you can you can hate the artist and love the movie. I just happen to hate the artist and the movie. Okay, that's <laughs> I fair. Find it, I find it fascinating, though, the message that you like, Penelope, is not the message that the film wants to get across. Well, I mean, I, I the final analysis that he does come back and, and you know, makes a determination that such, such that these terrible things do happen to me, I can take it because the good outweighs the bad, you know? And I think that's fine. But I do like the fact, again, that this guy, who's supposed to be so wonderful, didn't take much, did it? You well, know? No, there's two things that go along with that. The one reason why it's not overrated is the lasting cultural impact it has, because you look at the number of homages and ripoffs they've done since it was made and everything, and it goes into what you said, uh, Penelope, is uh, right up to another film on the list, The uh, Dark Knight, where the Joker has said that, you know, all it takes is one bad day and, you know, all the good you've done or whatever is mm-hmm. out there, you know? Yep. And you find out that, you know, the fact that most of us don't get pushed that far, we, we never get, we can, we can say, well, I would never do that until it happens to you then. Right. All of a sudden, it's that. So it's a different story. Yeah. Okay. The next thing on the list is your film, Cranston, Shakespeare in Love. Again, I could not tell you. I did not watch this film. I had zero interest in seeing this film. So you have to explain to me, those of you who have seen it, why it is that you believe that it should not be in the most overrated movie of all time listing. Uh, okay, two things. It was uh, it should not have won Best Picture. Uh, it was it was enjoyable. It was good. It's right up there. If you liked um, Love Actually, which as I don't think don't think is on the list, you would love Shakespeare in Love. It was a good, enjoyable couple of hours to spend, but it wasn't quite as good as. Um, as uh, you would think, and if Judy Dench won an Oscar for like five minutes screen time in a two-hour movie, that gives you some idea how generous everybody was being. Had a great cast. It was fun to watch. It was well acted. Had a lot of little cute things that came up. But no, it's uh, it is a little bit overrated. All right. Anybody else disagree? Again, what I was didn't... it about? What was it about? It was about uh, a time when women were not allowed to be uh, on stage because acting wasn't something that women did. And that's Gwyneth uh, uh, Paltrow played a woman who wanted to be an actor and was like, I guess you'd call it liberated back for the 1600s. But, you know, uh, and then Will Shakespeare, who falls in love with her and she becomes essentially the inspiration for Romeo and Juliet. So they're acting out the story while he's writing it. Okay, can you say that again? I fell asleep for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. Crash. Um, I, I saw this movie. How many people saw Crash? I saw Crash. Uh, I saw it too. Else, I saw a crash, and I definitely believe 
that this film earned a spot on this list. Highly overrated. Because? Um, uh, I thought that the story was, uh, again, I do not like Hollywood stories, you know, where they're kind of navel-gazing, and portions of this were that. I do not like the stereotyping of individuals in this film. I did not like this film at all. And I was stunned, stunned that it got any positive review at all. Well, the goal of the film was to solve all race relations in the country, wasn't it? I don't know what the purpose of it was. (laughs) I just thought that it was not a good film. That's the way people acted, right? That's the way... The, the media acted, oh my God, you want to know know the, the, the key to solving race relations in this country, see Crash. I didn't see that at all. I thought it was actually just the opposite, didn't you? I thought it overrated. It belongs on this list. Yeah, it, it definitely earned a spot. It should probably be a lot higher. <laughs> does anybody else think that Crash does not deserve its spot on this list? Uh, well, okay. Uh, second question is: So, do you think that then Brokeback Mountain was cheated when it when it didn't get Best Picture and Crash did? I don't think either one of them deserved it. I think Brokeback Martin belongs on this list. Yeah, <laughs> another overrated film. You know, I mean, it, it really truly is. And so, yeah, it just—I mean, I bet you marginally escaped being on this list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think this film was highly um, overrated. Highly overrated. But again, uh, there's a lot of Hollywood navel-gazing in it. So that's, you know, it's understandable. Every Hollywood navel-gazing film ends up on, you know, somewhere in a nomination for an Oscar. You know, um, I I did not see Brokeback Mountain. I wasn't interested, just as I'm really not Mm -hmm. interested in movies, period. but one thing I will say about it, and this has nothing to do with the acting or anything like that, mm-hmm. is that in my memory, um, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, it's the first movie to portray a gay relationship not as some kind of freaky thing or or comedic. Um, you know, this was this was this was people are out here like this there are gay people in the world now whether they knew they were gay and blah 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 blah. i mean how they discovered it that's a different story but it wasn't a movie where gay people were depicted to laugh at right i agree that's true and that it's it's a serious adult right relationship type right. of film and not you know a lot of television you know, and, and in fact, it dealt with the issue of these two individuals where you have one person, yes, that he is dealing with this relationship as being in love. And the other, sure, he is also, you know, again, in love, but he cannot curb, you know, his sexual appetites. And even if they had gotten together, I think he would have had a very big problem with being monogamous, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so it's an, it's an adult relationship film but i still think it was overrated even though i think that both actors were very good i think that um they didn't really know what to do with it you know they it just got it's kind of like okay i see this 
It's good. I just think that they didn't quite know how to end it. And so they ended up, you know, doing the, the usual when they don't know how to end something, which is kill somebody. So that's what I did not like. I think they should have, you know, done the thing that is more uncomfortable, you know, deal with the uncomfortableness, you know, of what happens in in this type of situation instead of saying, okay, we'll just kill somebody and, and then that's it. That, that, that's what I didn't like. So I think it was overrated for not just going, taking that step and, and doing that thing, you know, that making it it's un, it's uncomfortable. But I, but I also understand that it is a film. They have to sell it. People have to feel um, a certain way, you know, positive, or at least they have to have a sense of um, being able to identify, you know, with, with the sadness of the situation, which is a lot easier. But you well, know, you know but the I, thing is, from, from the time it came out, mm -hmm. um, at the time it came out, you know. There were still a lot of people who believed homosexual believe and still believe homosexuality is a sin. So the other guy, they killed him because the other guy got punished. That was his yeah. punishment. Well, you know, I, I think that that I mean, I you know, it's weird because you know, in my mind, I didn't think of it that way because I would think that that would be insane. You know, I think that no, some you know, murderers, you know killed someone and it's not punishment it's a murderer you know and he didn't have anything to do with the fact that these people were murderers so i don't know i couldn't make that i guess i mean you're right and people watching it but for me i couldn't make that jump because i couldn't see it as that you know and maybe you know other people did see it as that but i couldn't that that i could not see you know no he just his issue is that he could not you know Restraint. That's a relationship thing. That had nothing to do with these other people who should not have put their hands on him. You know, because if you don't want the people, just say, "Look, um, get away from me. I'm not interested in you." Or, "Hey, you all over there, get a room." But you don't have any right to put your hands on people, regardless. Nobody gave them a, a deputy's badge and said you get to meet out God's punishment. Uh, so, well, yeah, most people, a lot of people think that almost everything you do. Or your existence is a sin. Yeah. Being a woman is a sin. Being yeah. black is a mark of sin. Being, yeah. uh, you know, being gay is a sin. You know, everything. everything. Living in a big city is sinful. Uh, yeah. Drinking soda, dancing, various acts of sex are sins. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you're right. All right, I would keep going on our list. This one, number thirty-three, is My Fair Lady. I do not know why My Fair Lady is on the list. It's just overrated. a little. You think it's overrated? I just think it's just yep. a movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't see anybody saying it's the greatest film of all time. It's just a you know a movie. I mean, does anybody? I think I it's know. people who don't like theater and musicals. Yeah, that it would seem overrated to them. I agree. I'm going to keep going because we're getting bogged down in some of these that are not worth our, our discussion. Number 32, Nightmare Before Christmas should not be on this list, and we don't have to discuss that at all. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> uh, that is like, who would put Nightmare Before Christmas on this list? It's boring. <laughs> I, I, I did the person, what they said is insane. 
It said Tim Burton's movies have quite the cult following, and The Nightmare Before Christmas is no exception there. It's weird and creepy, but that's pretty much it. You can skip this one because we don't fully understand the diehard fandom surrounding it, to be honest. There are far better Halloween and Christmas movies out there, respectively. And he's right. They don't understand anything. This movie is so good. We watch it multiple times. The music is fantastic. I'm just wondering why it's not on Broadway yet as a stage play, as a musical on, on stage. I absolutely love it. So for my my money, it should not be on the list at all. It's not on Broadway, Penelope, but it's on a small theater I created on Fulton Street. Thank you. only hold 10 people at a time. And, thanks. You know. thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Give Disney time. It will be there. All right. The next thing on the list is the Blair Witch Project, number 31. I only saw the very beginning of it. I never saw the rest of it. I was bored with it pretty quickly. Did anybody here like it? Or can... I, I, I liked it. I liked it because at the time I was working, what is it, USA Networks? Um, They did like a special for television when it came out and um in reading you know reading all the information you know the press releases and all the stuff that i had to mail out i got interested in it and um yeah in some parts is boring but i don't think it should be on the list um maybe if you want to put the blair witch on the list maybe most horrible sequel you know because the the follow-up was horrendous yeah i i'll go along with with uh, james's uh, idea i think why it ended up on the list was not for the movie itself because nobody else had done anything like it before and that was something that was kind of trailblazing but it was all the sequels diminished it because they couldn't uh keep it up or the people didn't have a vision you know to uh to keep it going yeah and see uh, another thing about this list is that some of the movies that are on this list were what you would call in the business game changers mm-hmm. you know and that's why they were so popular because they changed the whole movie going experience you know what i'm saying um, well, yeah, because I do know that Blair Witch basically introduced a whole different way yeah. of doing that first person with the camera, shaky camera stuff, you know, that thing. Yeah, and at, at one point, yeah. at one point in the Blair Witch, it got kind of tedious with them out in the woods arguing and all of that there. But no, nah, I don't think it is. It's overrated. Mm. All right. Well, I can't tell you because again, I did finish it. I didn't have interest in continuing it but you all say it don't belong on the list and i will have to believe you <laughs> the next thing on the list is the breakfast club which deserves its spot on this list you know this whole the the whole brat pack films of the 80s stuff each and every one of them actually should take their spot on this list <laughs> yeah because you know, that's that's a movie that i refuse to watch and when uh-huh. i finally watched it i was like really what was i don't the know ferris bueller is not on this list because ferris bueller is one of the most overrated films of all time 16 oh candles yes every one of them. 
all of it, all of it. Now, do you think it's a John Hughes thing, or is it just the idea that this was like these were wholesome, but uh, these were teens that didn't have real problems? The films are bad and uninspiring, and I, I guess I don't relate to the the way that these films, the type of people. I mean, I went to school. I went to integrated schools. I had friends of all persuasions, and none of them were like these people. I mean, just no, just no. I Asian, mean, just, ster- Asian stereotypes, right, exactly. kind of stereotypes. Yeah, everything. 16 Candles, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone. All of it. All of it. Put it all on here. Overrated. Now, the next one is Mean Girls. Now, I have to tell you, I liked the film Mean Girls. I thought it was, you know, it was cute. I do not know that it's overrated because I don't think that it was overly rated. It was just kind of like, oh, here's a film. Mean Girls. This is really good. Everybody go see it. But I don't think they said, now it should win Academy Awards and, you know, anything like that. I just, it was just a film, correct? Well, do you think it might be on the list because it's a film that's uh, female-centered and that's the kind of bias that comes into it from that? Well, they say, like The Breakfast Club, Mean Girls is yet another reincarnation of every other teen coming-of-age movie that is made about 100 times. The actor relies on cliches and over-the-top stereotypes, and years later, the jokes just aren't that funny anymore. We definitely didn't need a Mean Girls 2 or a Broadway musical adaptation, that's for sure. Now, I disagree. I don't think that it is a teen coming-of-age movie like you've seen before. Mean Girls is a different type of thing. You know, of coming to, you know, being popular and how it is that these girls deal with this, you know, and I, I think I like Mean Girls. I mean, it's kind of like if you ever watched uh, 30 Rock. Did y'all watch 30 Rock? Yeah. And how Liz Lemon found out that she was a mean girl. She thought that she was put upon, but then came to understand, No. She was the mean girl. And I think that's what Mean Girls kind of probably got its uh, its foundation from. You know, that concept that, wait a minute, I'm a mean girl, right? Because she said things that hurt other people's feelings. And she thought she was being sarcastic and mumbling. But people could hear her. And she hurt a lot of people. And just, she thought she was being the outsider that people were you know, pushing her to the outside. But no, people thought she was just mean. So I, I didn't dislike Mean Girls at all. I thought it was a valid interpretation of how certain people, you know, navigate through that high school society and to tell that story from the position of both, you know, the quote-unquote mean girls and the girl who tries to, you know, kind of slide into that group. I thought it was pretty interesting. And I mean, I think that to say that this is, you know, yet another reincarnation of a teen coming of age movie is to say the same thing about Heather's, which is not the same. You know, that that was a click movie as well. And but told in a very different kind of dark way. So I don't think Mean Girls should be on the list. That this and the next film on the list definitely does not belong on it, which is Twelve Angry Men. I have no idea why they think 12 Angry Men should be on this list. Okay, did is was this list created by AI or something like that? It what must is- have been because I don't understand how 
It you know, was created by people who like to watch movies, but they don't understand what they're looking at. Yeah, must be. And they don't have a lot of time. They don't patience. have a lot of time for, yeah, patience for a plot to develop. It's like, exactly. who are these 12 men and why are they angry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, y'all. This this is a great film. And um, Get Out is number 27. And I, I don't I liked Get Out. I thought it was a good film. I don't think it's on the. It should be overrated. But I think a lot of people think that it is. Um, this person says Get Out is a culturally significant film. A good acting performances that touches on the important topic of racial inequality. But at the end of the day, it's just not that scary as a horror film. And the ending is quite predictable. Sorry, Jordan Peele. I think all that, sorry, that person says is absolutely no. It was not, and I disagree. That it is not scary because they are not a black person out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of white people that are trying to kill them. From that perspective, to me, it was quite horrible. And also, when he's put into what is it, the sunken place, that concept where someone gets in your head, those are frightening things. Well, you know? the thing to me about it was the parts that I found actually scariest was not the real horror stuff. But all the everyday uncomfortable conversations, like when all the people were asking him about, um, is it true what they say and this, that, and the other, and this kind of thing, because we've all had those kind of conversations. And those are the things that were really scary. And then you find out later what was actually going on, and that's when it becomes scary. So you can also tell that this a lot of people that responded to this list were white people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also the other thing is that you have a guy who all his life do whatever it is that he does. He has been comfortable around white people. Mm -hmm. He's not uncomfortable around them. You know, even his girlfriend's a white woman. So he feels comfortable in their company. And I mean, they're saying these things, you know, as, as you say, Cranston, making these comments and stuff. But he's been around them enough that I think that he kind of expected it. He knows that this is the, the, the kind of group that he's hanging out with, and which is why he cannot appreciate the danger that he's in. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that's frightening. He cannot appreciate the danger he is in when even it is apparent that something is going on and he needs to probably be, you know, getting back up out of there. He still fails to appreciate the danger that he's in. So I think that it is, it shouldn't be on the list. It is not overrated to me. But you know, I, I don't know. And the ending is not predictable because it's not at all. It's, not it at was all. against what but I the, thought was going to happen. So, but the thing is, but you know what? The thing is this: if you, in, in my mind, take as a black person, you take your life seriously, right? And that you know that this horrible ending could occur where a cop comes and grabs you and throws you in a prison. Did God help you if you, you get to prison? You know, when they get their hands on you see those flashing lights and you are, you know, crestfallen. If you look at a black person's life as a comedy, then you think, okay, well, this horrible thing that we think is most likely that can possibly happen to you. Oh, that won't happen because this is a funny comedy and everything's going to happen all right at the end. None of us were thinking that, you know, we're thinking, okay, he's out in the middle of nowhere. Some, the, the car with lights and sirens is coming. This is it for him. He's not going to be able to explain any of this that's going on all around him. 
oh no. So no, I don't think it was predictable at all. For them to say it was, I think that they're just being false. You know, that I don't think that they're really being sincere. Well, these are and, people who just don't watch the news to see all the times you find yourself in that situation and mm -hmm. it does turn out very badly for you. Exactly, exactly. The next list I'm trying to go to get this thing on the list, trying to get to quickly. The Star is Born, uh, 2018. I did not see much of this film because I'm kind of like, oh, wow, Lady Gaga can't act. I can't watch this. So, okay, why uh, did they, what was the purpose of making another uh, Star is Born? You've got me, man. What, wasn't this like me. the third time this movie? Yeah. I think it's more than that. Because Honey Suckle Rose was also a Star is Born, correct? I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, I, is, I, it, is it the third time that they use that title and use the same script? Or yeah, the yeah. Version there? yeah, yeah. The first one was Judy Garland, uh -huh. and then the second one I think was Barbara Streisand and um Christopher. Christopher yeah, yeah. But why? Why? You know, it's it is overhyped. It belongs yep. on this list. Yeah. And they're, they're setting their uh, little blurb says, 2018 film Stars Born starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper is the fourth retelling of the same story that was written in 1937. It's essentially the same exact formula as the earlier films with little improvement and mediocre musical performances. It's boring. They like that word. And the second boring. act drags on for what seems like ages. But you know what? You know what? We know that they're lying. They're lying. You know why they're lying? Why? Because because they're pretending like they saw all the previous versions of it. Yeah, yeah. They did not see all the That's not true. You didn't see all of that. You didn't Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You're just repeating Wikipedia. You're just doing Wikipedia. How about number 25, La La Land? Now, I know I did not see La La Land. I was not too interested in seeing La La Land. They're saying, don't get us wrong, La La Land is a cute, heartfelt film that's worth a watch. But was it deserving of the amount of praise that it got? Definitely not. It really serves as an homage to the classic old Hollywood-style musical, but the plot is boring, and the dance numbers are mediocre boring. at best. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mention Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone are not singers, and it shows. For a film that received a record-breaking number of Golden Globe Awards and a nomination for Best Picture, you'd expect a bit more. I didn't see it. Did anyone see it? I, I blinked. I blinked. <laughs> That was I mean, it. I saw, huh? I saw enough clips. You know how you have movies? Yeah. They show clips over and over. I, I saw enough clips that I can say that I saw the movie because there's so many damn clips. It had a really good media campaign to try to get mm -hmm. Oscars and Golden Globes. Yeah. And to me, it's like it shouldn't have won a goddamn thing. So it's overhyped. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Dances with Wolves. I Hell did not yeah. see Dances with Wolves. Overhyped. I, I saw Dances with Wolves. I liked it, but yes, it's overhyped. I mean, to me, it was it was a good movie, but come on. You know, some people, you know, they put it on a pedestal. To me, it was just, just another movie. Well, for yeah, my, I, didn't, I never saw all of it, but in my mind, I look at it as another white savior film, you know? So it, uh, I, I already I become. Like, uh, you know? I will give you your. I will give you your Native American name. You are dancers <laughs> with wolves. Yep. 
Yeah, and you know that he becomes their quote unquote protector. It's like like they have been in existence, you know, for how long, and now he has to be their protector. You know, they get incapable. I mean, they would be capable if they weren't being, you know, massacred and murdered. You know, I think. History. But again, I think yeah. But I mean, at the time, people loved this film because it makes, you know, it's a feel-good film. I guess for it people. made Hollywood feel good. Right, right, right. But understand this: that even in *Dance of the Wolves*, how um, false it is to me is that they would not even have him be there and have a relationship with a woman who is native. It had to be an Anglo woman who was there, who was like a translator or something, instead of a native woman at all. So I mean, really, you know, it, it, it's like they said this about another um, piece. I can't remember which one it was. But I'm sure we'll get to it. But Harlequin romance, you know, level film. You know? Yeah, and that's what it. I'll dance. I dance with a wolf. I'm not having sex with an American Indian woman. So yeah, there you go. I'll dance with a wolf though. <laughs> Well, I I think I think it's like you damned if you do, you damned if you don't, because people would have probably complained if he had a relationship with a, a Native American woman. But I I think that what made the movie resonate is that the fact that it was Native American actors, mm-hmm. you know. And did Graham Greene get a nomination for it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, just like um, uh, what's the the last Predator movie? Prey. Mm-hmm. Okay, I really like that because it was Native American actors in there. You know, no, no substitutes. Was the Johnny know? Depp playing? Yeah, but Tom you know, Tom. but that doesn't mean. Right. I mean, so because the Native American actors in it didn't mean it was good. I mean, no, I, no, good, I, I understand that. No, I understand that. But like I said, I. I, for one, I enjoyed Dancing with Wolves, especially the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But um, I would, at the same time, say that yes, it's it's overrated. You know, um, how about- we got to think of we got to think of Native American name for James. He uh-huh. who hates Jimmy Stewart. He who. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll figure out something good. Yeah. How about Les Miserables? Has anybody seen all of it? I've only seen some of it only because I'd already seen the, you know, Jean Valjean uh, film, you know, when I was young, the, you know, black and white one. When I was a kid, I saw some of Les Miserables. I'd never saw the whole um, film, the Hugh Jackman version. Would you all think that this film, especially, I guess, because of the, um, the musical, that basically being a filmed musical, do you think that that elevated it somehow uh, to the point that it should have received all the accolade that it did? Yeah. You liked it? No, I didn't like it, but oh. it was. Um, but but it was because it was a successful play, and it was the thing that um, I think the joke was. They said at the time, if you had the show, if you really had money, you would take a cab to the theater and tell the cab to wait till you come back out. Um. But uh, yeah, I think it was like overhyped because it was, uh, you know, it was supposed to be something that you liked and it proved that you had class or whatever if you could mm. uh, do it. But okay, understood. Yeah, you got class if you've pronounced the title correctly. All right. 
It's Miss Miserable. All right. The next thing on this list is number two is Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump should be number one on this list, or at least <laughs> in the top three. I absolutely hated this film. I thought, how in the world does this get nominated for anything? I, I, I still, even now, and I look at the picture that they have here, the image of it, it makes me mad. It's that, iconic. Life it's is ironic. Like yes, and idiotic, maybe, but uh, no. I just, I did not like this film. Uh, I, does anybody I knew here see a reason why it should not be on this list? I think all Tom Hanks films are should be on this list. <laughs> it yeah, was this... Repre- it was representative of the time Hollywood needed to feel good. Well, I do not know how this. <laughs> I'm tired of Hollywood the, feeling this, good. This, yeah, this you know, that, so there's a whole good. lot of movies that Hollywood praises because it makes them feel good and makes them yeah. look good. Well, you know what? And speaking of which, number twenty-one on the list, Titanic. Case in point. Yes. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what an overrated film! Wow. Just, Although I, mean, I have to admit, being able to taunt teenagers who didn't know how the story ended was so much fun. I mean, I just oh, thought, God. wow. I, I mean, they're I all crying, and I was laughing hysterically. I was like, evidently, well, you mean. slept through history. Yes, I was. Or maybe no, because maybe that. You know what? Being seeing how the public school system is these days. I do not doubt that they were never taught about the Titanic. That it's it's you know they never knew what the heck that was, you know. So I I would think that their ignorance is not their fault, you know. But number twenty, I, which I think should not be on the list, is Rocky. You know, I thought that Rocky was a good film. I mean, very basic. Uh, down to earth boxing film about you know a guy and I thought the thing I liked so much about Rocky was that he's like I'm gonna go in I'm gonna win you know I'm gonna fight the champion win no it was like I just want to go the distance and I think that that's the thing that if you manage your expectations and then manage your expectations then it you become a success not you know trying to set you know these goals that are you know impossible sure it'd be great to beat the champion but I'm not interested in that i'm interested in going the distance it's, you know because well, that chuck, has to do with me hmm? it's a chuck webner story and he didn't go the distance and ali made his face look like hamburger but you know that's, yeah that's but i'm just happened. saying with that the fictionalization the hollywood the rocky thing that i think it shouldn't be on the list i don't think it's, it's not overhyped it's it's yeah it's a, mo- it's a movie yeah, it, I it, think sylvester simone won best original screenplay oscar for best mm-hmm. original screenplay. yeah Going up to number 19, The Matrix. I think The Matrix should not be on this list. The first Matrix I thought was so good. Um, I mean, in fact, I could watch that movie all the way through and then sit down and watch it all the way through again. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was unique. Well, it's the, o- the other movies should be on there. The other Yes, movies. you're absolutely right, Sonia. Everything else after the first one should definitely be on the list. I want my money back from those other films mm-hmm. that I saw. I felt like that. I mean, and you know what? And they really put me on the spot because I'm in the second one. Like, well, I'm sure it's because everything will be explained in the third one. I'm sure. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and telling him, oh, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. 
And man, we saw the third one. It's like, okay, I was 100% wrong in every way, shape, and form. Holy moly, you know? It was not good. So, yeah. Um, yeah, The Matrix, I think the first one does not belong in this list, but the rest of that uh, franchise earned spots on that list. And number 18 above it is Pulp Fiction, which I think definitely should not be on this list. Yeah. I thought Pulp Fiction was really a good set of basically short vignettes put together to create an entire film. But I really enjoyed it. I don't think that it was bad. There are statements that Quentin Tarantino is an overrated director. There we said it. His movies are over-the-top, gross, and sensationalized. The storylines are often lacking. Nowhere is this more clear-cut than in his 1994 cult classic, Pulp Fiction, which, like many of the films on this list, feature an A-less cast. The movie tells three main interrelated stories with different protagonists that are not in chronological order. Sorry, Quentin, but just because something is weird doesn't mean it's good. But simply because it's weird doesn't mean that it's not good either. But they weren't A-list when they made the movie. Uh, they became uh, A-list after the movie. John Travolta was on his way down. Right. You know, who was, this was, in fact, what was That's that? That's the point that? they're missing. Who was it that said that they wouldn't play in that film because John Travolta was in it? It's Fishburne. He said he didn't Fishburne. want to be in it. He said he didn't want to play John, John Travolta was on his way down. On, I was like, yeah. I don't want to be connected with somebody who's a lead balloon. Yeah, I think I think the other. I mean, judging from uh, what you read, Penelope, mm -hmm. uh, what this person was saying, it seems to me that their main complaint is that, yeah, it's three interrelated stories, but they're not told linearly. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I well, I think that I think it seems to me what they're complaining about. Is the is the way it's told? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like so who said it was vignettes? You know, I did, strung did, together. Yeah. Yes. And I think they didn't. I. It sounds like they just didn't like the way it was told. Yeah, but you know, maybe they that, found it confusing. Yeah, may, and maybe they did, but I don't think that it's overrated simply because they don't understand. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I loved Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I thought it was really uh, some parts of it were significantly better than others, but still, altogether, it told a compelling story. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, just how things happen. It, I mean, I thought it, I think that person probably needs to watch it again, probably alone, mm -hmm. so that they can really absorb what it is that's happened in it. But I thought, I mean, I'm not no big Quentin Tarantino fan, but I thought. This was a good outing. And I think also what what made it, for me, what made it so good was that, you know, we're talking about some serious subjects. We're talking about crime, drug kingpins, this, that, you know, hit men, this, that, and the other. And there were some parts that would just flat out roll on the floor funny. Yeah, and things that were so just run of the mill. Because everyone's life is not like sparks and excitement all the time. People have run of the mill stuff happening, even when they're hitmen, you mm -hmm. know, even, you know, when they're crazy murderers, just mm -hmm. regular stuff, just regular stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. I'm trying to rush through number 17, Avengers Endgame. Uh, 
Yep. Yeah, this 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 definitely should be on the list. I thought that this was seriously overrated. Just really overrated. And they wanted it to be like this big, you know, solving all the issues and rolling everything up in a night tidy nice tidy bow. And it just didn't happen. I thought that it was really um uh overly melodramatic, you know, with the Iron Man thing. You know, I just it did not work for me <clears throat> at all. How long was that movie? Three hours. It's still going yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, you see, see that you know, I've I've been hearing about you know the movies you know going on forever, and you know I can't sit through a movie that long. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I've reached that age where my bladder doesn't work so good anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. there was one of the things that they said they used the term fan service to this, and I agree that there was a lot of fan service going on in this film. And some of it make no sense at all. Because I'm saying, why do we bring Captain Marvel back from wherever she is? And she's punching through entire ships, right? Entire ships, okay? And she cannot handle Thanos on her own? I don't understand that. She's well, supposed actually, to be the most powerful the person in the universe. In the movie, both she and Wanda almost take Thanos out. She and Scarlet and Witch, yeah. Somebody else interferes with them doing what they're supposed to be doing. But if they're that powerful, their defense. no one should be able... No, there's no defense. There's no defense. No, no, I'm, wrote, saying... I'm just saying... No, it's not to the defense. It was improperly written. Yes. Because if it was written properly, Scarlet Witch and or either one of them on their own should have taken out Thanos. They didn't uh, need Iron Man or any other man in that group. And then when they make all the women come out and fight all together at the same, oh my God, was that cheesy and Girls' Day, Women's Day at the Park kind of thing? Ugh. I like I like well, that. Well, they were like they were tro- they dropped the hint for the A Force and then haven't picked up that ball since. There is well, a like all that. women's team in Marvel, and that was what was supposed to set up that spinoff. And they yeah, never did. Awful. Well, I like that part. That the problem with me was they didn't do nothing. Yeah, but I mean, because like again, Captain Marvel by herself should have been able to do it. So I, I, I just know, I Endgame was not a happy time for me. I expected different. You know, that's I expected different. I, I'm going back next thing number sixteen, ET, extraterrestrial, um, and a lot of people say it's overrated. It is kind of. You know, yep. You know, I remember you know one of my friends during their super uber religious period complained, yeah, how many you know who else was it that died and came back to life? It could bring people back to life and says, oh my gosh, but he 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 was really not digging it. But I thought it was a nice little kid film. Um, it was manipulative, you know, to make all the little children appear like their weak cry. Like all little kid films. Right, very manipulative, but emotionally manipulative to children, which I thought was really, it, it was, it, it came right there to the edge to me, you know, to kill, you know, get someone and then bring them back like that, but still, you know, you know, uh. but um, it was a good kid film, but again, it was a little over, 
over. So it's like that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. That neighborhood that ET is okay going through that neighborhood, but that black guy and get out in the beginning of the movie, he takes his life in his hand walking through that neighborhood. Yeah. So there it's like, nah, ET is overrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's but it's I think it's a children's film, but they had, you know, left it as like, okay, it's a really nice children's film. But tried to elevate it to something more than being like a really good children's film. That's all. And number fifteen is The Godfather, and I have no idea why they have this. Are you list. joking? I I don't understand. Godfather is a very good film, you know, and it's not. And they say lackluster performances from the rest of the cast, compared to the Brando. Joking? They obviously didn't watch the film. I I you know they just did not watch the film. That's that's all I can think. I mean, wonderful. Absolutely. I mean, James Caan was something else. No joke. Come on. No joking. joke. Robert Duvall was excellent. Come you know? on, you're kidding. Yeah, they just must not have watched the film. I that's I'm I'm thinking they didn't watch it because I can't believe that they would say that at all. And and number fourteen shows me also they obviously did not see the film and they did not have their LASIK surgery done when they watched it. Because <laughs> I saw The Wizard of Oz during Thanksgiving at my sister's house. And she has like this mega huge screen in her backyard by her pool. With I mean, we're I mean it's cold outside, but we're wearing like all our warm clothes and sitting out under the heaters and watching outside the Wizard of Oz. And with my new eyes for my LASIK surgery, everything is like all sharp and clear and beautiful and fabulous. Man, I I cannot understand why someone would put. It's on the list. It is so fantastic. Um, you pinpointed it. You saw it on a big screen. You must see The Wizard of Oz <coughs> on a big screen. The tiny little TVs can do, do it no justice. Well, I mean, I watched it even every year when I was young with my poor vision, and I liked it. But this but thing, when I was did like you first see level. it? When did you first see it? On a TV or on a big screen? On a television. I was, man, I was like a first grade, maybe. Well, that's also child wonderment. So that's yeah, the appeal. But for well, an adult. I saw it, I saw it as, a, as an old man teenager uh, on a 19-inch on a black and white television. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. I yeah. Liked it then. I could barely tell, you know, I, I couldn't tell anything. Unless I had James' father's color uh, te television <laughs> screen, I couldn't tell the difference when they went into you know like you know Oz, Oz and they, all that crap looked the same to me. As yeah, yeah, I was surprised when I first saw it. When I saw it for the first time in color, I said, "Oh shit, it's color!" <laughs> wow, so this is a big excitement, right? Yeah, but I think it doesn't. It doesn't deserve a spot on this list. No, it, no. it shouldn't be on the list. No, no, not at all. Now, number 13, I know there's going to be some discussion. That's Avatar. And they say that Avatar became the highest grossing film of all time when it came out in 2009. And while the movie indisputably has some of the most incredible CGI and visual effects of its time, the storyline isn't exactly original. In fact, it's been done time and again. Luckily for those who are actual fans of the film, there are multiple sequels in the works as of 2021, although given the lack of original plot in the first movie, we're not really sure what they're planning to do in the sequels. And now we know, because we've just had one of those sequels come out. 
And I got to tell you, I saw this film when it originally came out. And you had individuals there say, oh, my gosh, people committed suicide because this world was so beautiful and they could not live in it, you know? And I went to the theater expecting to see something entirely different. So I'm watching this film like, okay, so what about this? It's so wonderful that I'm going to kill myself to not live here. I am not feeling it. But it's okay. I mean, it was, it's you know, it was a movie. It's like Dances with Wolves in Space, right? Yeah. Um, so I... I I did not think it was all that great. It's just well, that, again, you know, this is the, the, the CGI. Thing about, the thing about Avatar, I think what they were banking on was the CGI because yes. it's a cowboy and Indians movie. Yes. The yeah. Indians win this time. Yeah, it's just Dances with Wolves in space. Yeah, and and you know, I thought it was, you know, beautifully done. I mean, look, even my dad sat down and watched it. Well, Thaddeus and said he liked it. So, well, Thaddeus said Fern Gully in space. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Fern Gully. Oh, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the story, yeah, I, you know, the, well, this, let's put it this way. The story was, like the guys, like whoever wrote that said, it's not original. I mean, it's been done time and time and time again. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just, it's the same story told in a different way. Well, not told in a different way. The same story with a whole new cast of characters. I mean, aliens and um, and humans, you know, the greedy humans, you know, the Wendigos. And um, but it, like I said, it was just beautifully done. I mean, that's what kept my attention. Yeah. Now, to I mean, me, it was too much like watching the black light poster moving and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, back in the day when it came, first came out, you couldn't say anything like mm -hmm. it's not an original movie. People, would oh my goodness, they have cut you to shreds. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that to a co worker who got who took it personally, you know, like Whoa. saying that well, just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's not telling like eternal truths or something like that. And I'm saying, yeah, okay, but no, did not like it. Did not like the sequel. Did not think we need what four sequels. Yeah, that movie was almost a cult or religion at one point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, certain people. I mean, they really uh, took it very seriously. That is just saying, I didn't care. I told people I had seen this movie before, and it was so boring. And I get it because I we went to the theater and saw it because we're like, okay, this is the thing. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact of the 3D CGI stuff, I thought, was a big deal. A lot of people probably had never seen anything like it, so they were really impressed by it. So I think a lot of it was that. And, and I, you know, the other one, the other movie like that is mm -hmm. Star Wars, the first Star Wars. You think so? Yes. Nobody had ever seen anything like that. You know, I was telling my nephew, who was born in 87, was like, oh, the special effects are so cheesy. And I had to explain to him, this was 1977. Yeah. And there was no CGI. Right. And right. so, yeah, nobody had ever seen any. Now, you know, this the Star Wars story, whatever. But it's the it's the it's the animation. It's it's it was it's the visual part. Right. Is what caught everybody. Exactly. I mean, it's something new. They've never yes. seen yes. something like that before. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, our number 12 position is Casablanca. And 
when I talked a little bit about Casablanca, and he was saying that um, it was that you said that you thought it did not belong in this list, right? Yeah. Why does Casablanca? No. I mean, I think it is. It's it is kind of they. I, I've seen it. I think it's a a good movie, but people make it out to be like it's the best movie of all time, or uh, or to my mind the best Humphrey Bogart appearance of all time, which is definitely not the case. Uh, I thought, I was the person that thought, uh, Humphrey Bogart, huh, what, blah, blah, blah. And Treasure of Sierra Madre, wow. Humphrey Bogart just, it's like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. Wow. He was fantastic. I mean, to see somebody losing it like that, he he was phenomenal. I just don't think this was his best performance. Yeah, um, but it's it's uh, it's not overhyped. I mean, yeah. it's on the list. It used to be on one of those old lists, and people say, "What's what are the like fifty best movies of all time?" Yeah. And, you know, Citizen Kane and yeah. you know, Magnificent Andersons and Andersons, yeah. Godfather and you know, Casablanca would be on that list mm-hmm. too. So it's but not. But you know what? I want to say something though. But, they rarely have the Magnificent Andersons on that list. I saw a list that did have the Magnificent Ambersons on it, which definitely should be on the best list. In fact, I think it is a better Wells um, production than Citizen Kane. I really liked uh, that a lot. And Thaddeus is saying that it's a good movie, Casablanca, if you can rank it with the films of its era. He said Casablanca is a period piece. I think maybe that's the issue, too. That at the time that it was, you know, in its heyday, it was highly ranked. And then people continue to highly rank it instead of saying, okay, it was good for the film, you know, in that genre, in that time. It may not, you know, it be as big a deal as they say, but people just keep saying it because people were saying it, you know? No, well, it's, uh, it's about 20 years ago now, but to prove that people in Hollywood really didn't know what was going on, uh, somebody had written, had uh, submitted a script of Casablanca, the shooting script from Casablanca, mm-hmm. only to use the original title, which is Everybody Goes to Rick's Place, mm-hmm. and uh, to see what would happen. And they sent it around to about 20 people in positions to greenlight movies. There were five or six of them who knew it was some kind of trick or something. They told the other person that, but everybody else wanted to take a meeting on it. Well, well, you know what? It goes to show then. I guess that it does stand yeah. the test of time, right? And also, they did an episode of a two-hour episode of Mag- of the original Magnum PI, which was an exact ripoff of the entire script. Everything Magnum runs into wow. a lover from Vietnam, and turns out that he didn't know she was married at the time. Blah blah blah. So it still works. So yeah. So it should not be on that list. Okay. All right. How about number 11, Gone with the Wind? Yeah. That should be. Yeah, Yeah, that is pretty. I mean, I'm going to say that one of the things I think that got a lot of uh, of its, uh, I guess, accolades or push or praise from people is that visually for its time, I gather it was a very um, mind-blowing experience to see all this the the burning of atlanta and all these big vistas you know and and scenes 
So I think visually, people really got the people, you know, flitting around in ball gowns, etc. In that sense, the visuals I think are what you know carried this film. Yeah, and and also the fact that during that time when it came out, it was basically the narrative of the Civil War was basically being controlled by people from the South. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it's I mean when you look at it, that whole um, redemption and the Lost Cause thing, mm-hmm. it was during the time when Hollywood was just starting with the movies that's why you have movies like gone with the wind um birth of a nation buster keaton's the general okay so that's what made it popular that time and you had a large movie going mm-hmm. population down in the south you mm-hmm. know well, but that is called yeah, you know, yawn with the wind in this chat room yawn with the wind Again, strong visual yeah. experience for the me the Confederacy. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it, to me, that film, when I saw it, went against everything that I was taught about the Civil War. It's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Did they win? <laughs> now, the way they're trying to pull it out, you know, make it out, yeah. But that was yep. during when the daughters of the Amer- American Revolution, the Confederate daughters, daughters of whatever, yeah. were trying to really rehab everything. So that's where that came from. Yeah. And that's what was was being and it looks like will be taught in schools now. Yeah, you know, at, at, at that time. Uh, the northern, the northern yeah. aggression. Yeah. The war uh, in certain parts of the country was um, the war of northern aggression. Um, the war between the states, the Brothers' War, and they didn't call it for what it was, you know. And again, the Daughters of the Confederacy, I would say from 1900 until maybe the start of the Civil Rights Movement, they controlled the narrative about the Civil War. And for you had a generation of people growing up thinking that Ulysses S. Grant was nothing but a butcher and a drunk. Mm-hmm. You know, forget the fact that at the time when he was president, he did more for civil rights until, you know, the start of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Right. Number 10 on our list is Back to the Future. And I don't know why Back to the Future is on this list. It, it's a, it's uh, some parts of it I agree do not hold up. Um, in fact, one part in particular that chaps me is when he goes back to, I guess, the future, the, future. the past, go the past, the future, whatever future, and he goes back to his, his old neighborhood. His old neighborhood is now like a black neighborhood, so now it's all uh, dilapidated. Yeah ghettoized and you know and you know I, I didn't like that at all so basically not a movie that was meant to play to the black community but to you know the fears and concerns of a white community that this community would have been xyz if white people were nice and clean and pretty and bright well it had a black now mayor it's full of blackies had a black, you know, had a black mayor yeah yeah so I, you know, so yeah, I that did not resonate well with me, 
but still, I don't see the movie. I don't find it to be overrated. I think it has some very negative uh, racial and ethnic stereotypes in it. You know, with the uh, the what do you call it? The people who were the Arabs who had sold Libyans. them. They were Libyans the, back then. Yeah, they sold them the uh, plutonium or whatever, yeah. and yeah. that you know as well. But say, but what I mean, it has Libyans, issues. Man. But I don't Remember think Libyans used to be dangerous. Libyans. Yeah, whoever Libya it is, boogeyman back then. Why, whoever the yeah. boogeyman is, right? Okay. Uh, anybody think that it belongs on the list? No, I don't think it belongs on the list. How about Jaws? They have Jaws on this list. They said Jaws is often hailed a suspenseful masterpiece since the titular shark was barely seen in full over the course of the film, with music and shots of a lone fin used instead. However, this wasn't actually a stylistic choice, but rather one made because the animatronic shark was malfunctioning. While the suspense works upon first viewing of the film, when the moments come in surprise, and the eventual shock reveal is the big moment, it loses luster upon later viewings, making the film feel a bit overrated. I mean, how is no. it overrated simply because you've seen it more than no, once? No, it, 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 should, it, it should not be on the list. You know, no. again, there's certain movies that are on the list that were game changers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jaws was that movie was the start of the blockbuster movie for the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that movie basically I know for sure it basically killed black exploitation movies. <laughs> it killed the 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 small neighborhood theater theaters to mm-hmm. an extent because everybody from 1975 on wanted to see during the summer and spend their money watching the big blockbuster event mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know Hence so we have end game yeah yeah <laughs> and that is the saying now that josh should not be in the list it brought terror of the oceans to a height which has never been matched and i i'm more people people afraid to get to a pool because yeah. of sharks you know <laughs> yeah some people insane. afraid to drink a glass of water yeah because of <laughs> sharks yeah exactly and then, of course, you, you have to, uh, and then, of course, remember the movie's tagline, just when you thought it was safe to they go back into the water. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. They did a job. Yeah, they, they did. did. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie. I know this scene is coming. I, I, I know mm-hmm. when it's coming. Every time the shark breaks the water for the first time, it gets me. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, and, and then there's the scene where Robert Shaw, you know, they're drinking mm. and he talks about the USS Indiana and how the USS Indiana was transporting, um, I think, parts or something for, the, for them to drop the bomb on Japan. Mm-hmm. But it got hit by a torpedo and... By the time those sailors was were rescued, half of the crew was eaten up by sharks. Right, you know, and that's that's a real eerie part mm-hmm. of the movie that that people tend to forget. Him mm-hmm. telling how he was so afraid, or he couldn't wait to be mm-hmm. picked up and rescued because these these sharks were chopping up his crewmates. Wow. Right, right. That that the USS Indiana was just a horrible story. And it was a it, it was essentially a failure 
of the Navy um, to keep track of, you know, its vessels because mm -hmm. when, the U when the Indiana didn't show up when it was supposed to, nobody sent any, nobody sent a ship out to find out what happened. Wow. That's why they were floating in the water for three days. Wow. And why everybody got eaten up by sharks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's a horrible, horrible story. Horrific. All right, well, I give you all another um, listing here. It's number eight is Star Wars. And Game I changer. do not know why Star Wars is on this list. Game changer. Right. Right, exactly. I mean, I they think, say I think this person put it on the. You know, they they've made this list or whatever. Is, but but there what are some say. movies that are on that list that should not. Right. They're on the list for the wrong reasons. Right. And this one says here, okay, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope is without doubt one of the most important films ever released. It launched arguably the most beloved media franchise in history, and completely redefined the concept of a Hollywood blockbuster. However, the movie itself isn't great. Their continuity goose, boom mics in picture, and a story that's cut and paste of other films. It's an entertaining package and certainly an enjoyable watch, but just a tad overrated. And I think that, you know, when you have something that's really good, you overlook a myriad of flaws. Yeah. And that's what this film is. You know, it's something that really um, piqued the, you know... The, the minds of uh, all of us thinking in terms of this is supposed to be a long time ago, somewhere far away. So we're talking about all these things we think of as future. This is someone else's past, you know? So what do we have to look forward to for our future? You know, this is coming for us too. I mean, I thought that it was a, a great little story. I mean, nobody says perfect, but boy, the imagination. You know? Yeah, but the, all the flaws made it all the more perfect because it made it like, oh, wow, if this was in the past or whatever, maybe we could do something. It yeah. sparked so many's creativity. And it's not a new story. It follows the James J uh, Campbell formula right. to mm -hmm. a Hero's T. Journey. Hero's yeah, Hero's to, Journey. Yeah, mm -hmm. Almost word for word, he took it from, you know, took it, changed what he could mm -hmm. so that he wouldn't get charged with plagiarism. Right. Well, we have here Thaddeus is saying, I bet the person who made this list is a young person. If you have the historical precedence and understand the nature of media, you recognize what Star Wars does well, despite the cribbing of earlier films. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think, you know, I think it captured our imagination at a time where we thought that we're, you know, we were so jaded. I mean, it's almost like right. Superman, you know, you would believe a man can fly, that we were rather jaded and then these films of this ilk come out and make us believe that we can also have wonder again so yeah. I, and, you know, now the, the other, other thing, trilogies <laughs> the other thing about star wars is you know i've read so many speculative fiction authors who have said i saw star wars when i was 10 mm -hmm. and now i'm writing science fiction yeah yeah Star Wars, Star Wars took people to a totally different world, Absolutely. a totally yeah. different world where you can get in the theater and just be immersed in that world. Because yeah. I remember right. the, the first time I saw it, my sister took me 
And she's like, wait, you're going to love this movie. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And when we, we came in after it started, and we're walking down the aisle, and I'm watching, I'm watching the, the part where R2-D2 and CPO, they're walking through the desert in that giant skeleton of a snake or whatever that was. They're walking past it, and I'm like saying to myself, oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck is going on with this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and, world. and another people didn't realize that was his tribute to Dune. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the snake worm, you know, the big worms in Dune? Yeah, was, yeah. yeah the sandworms. That was uh, Lucas's tribute to Dune. Well, oh, you nice. learn something new every day. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, but, going but up a little this, bit. This okay. Yeah, one. Lucas is a great this, this, visual sto- storyteller. Mm-hmm. I think this person writes like it's it's like episode six of season ten from Gunsmoke or something. You know, it's like <laughs> we've, we've seen this before, but back then we hadn't seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the, I'm gonna say in the chat room that Thaddeus has given us the terms of crate dragon, K R A Y T, crate dragon. It's a thing. I guess it was dead in the yeah in, the, in that scene. Yes. Okay. But I'm going to hurry up and move up to number seven, which I think is unfair, called The Lord of the Rings Trilogy. And the reason I think it's unfair is that every other film is stated by itself, you know, each individual film, but to, you know, grab the entire trilogy and put the entire trilogy here. But the the whole trilogy was shot at the same time. So I can see why they did it, because all three films were shot at the same time. But we didn't watch them all at the same time. I know, but you watch that, one I film, can see. Then you watch another uh, film, and then you watch another yeah. film. And so they are not all the same, you know. The, they because, talk about the production of it, though. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's that. I don't think that that's. And a I think that was amazing in of it itself, just to have it off of the list that three films were shot at the same time. That I think it's ridiculous tired. when they say this. This to me is the thing that bugs me. However, these technical achievements mask the fact that the films played somewhat loosely with the novel's plots, cutting out and condensing numerous major subplots and characters. Oh my gosh, grow That's up. That's a movie. <laughs> grow up. It's, uh, okay, he wanted a six hour, each one of them to be six hours long? Apparently. Obviously. <laughs> it's a movies. These <laughs> the book will always have more theater. detail. I cannot be and that you always oh, have Lord. to consolidate characters and make composite yeah. characters and you know I I don't know what they expect. I mean they want a what a 17 hour long film? I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think it does not belong on this list. No. Uh, I, I was thing, I was amazed that they shot all three movies at the same time. I keep coming back to it because I know what's the logistics involved in all that mm-hmm, yeah. to shoot three movies at the same time. Yeah. And that was really incredible. Mm-hmm. It still is because they don't do that. They keep, people are realizing you can't do that. It's hard and to do it now. Jackson's, yeah. Jackson's like, yeah, you can. You get to New Zealand where nobody can reach you. <laughs> well, number six, they have a little scream. Now, I saw the first one. But I didn't see any of the other ones. I don't. This is overrated. I don't know. It's overrated. Scream was. It was okay. I mean, it was. It was what it was. But I don't like slasher films. So you know, I kind of push away from it for that reason. But I did think 
I thought Matthew Lillard was so great in it. So that was my that him and that I thought was great. But uh, anybody else just gonna like okay, you know, that's fine. But it was okay. It was it was it was satirical, you know. It was uh, interesting. I don't think it belongs on the list. It's not the best film I've seen in my life, but I don't think it was overrated. What do you no, want? It was overrated. It. And it was a parody at first. It was making right. fun of all the horror yeah. movies and all the stuff that they were mm-hmm. doing. Well, Thaddeus says Scream is unremarkable. I mean, I, it's okay. It's 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 not a bad film. It just, but I don't think it's overrated. I just think it's it's just a film. You know, it's a lot. Of, I guess because people thought it was so great, they made all these sequels to it. And they keep making sequels, but they do that with bad things all the time, you know? They just want to make money. So I, I don't think it was that that I I don't know if it belongs on the list. I I don't know. I don't know. No, nah, I don't think it belongs on the list. No, I, mean, I don't think it's should, but this one should. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Star Trek, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, now number one, we all know that uh, William Shatner is going to be over the top of his acting in, in this thing, which he is. But I don't think it makes the entire film overrated. I think it, Wrath of Khan was a really good film. What did Better they than say? The first one. They said the Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, is best known is the best-known installment of the long-running Star Trek film and television franchise with moments like William Shatner's Kirk bellowing the name of Ricardo Montalban (laughs) (laughs) or Spock, Leonard Nimoy's death scene being well known even to non-fans of the franchise. However, the film is arguably the least Star Trek-like entry in the series, abandoning many elements of the series style and ideals. I think they never saw the first movie, did they? Yeah, they didn't see the, <laughs> the first, first movie. movie. Was not a Star Trek film. It was a no. good science fiction film. Yeah, but it wasn't a Star Trek film. I think yeah. they finally got it right in the second. But yeah, movie. I think that's the thing. That's why Rathacon <laughs> is so uh, revered because it does return to the Star Trekian type principles with the they, main guys, Spock, Kirk, and the Doctor. You know, and they obviously didn't see four. Yeah, or know that Khan is actually a. a a character from, from the show, from, the original yeah, from series. series. Yeah. And um, Thaddeus was saying that yes. uh, The Wrath of Khan is a strong film because of its resurrection of the Star Trek franchise, bringing the characters back from the brink. Yeah, I think, I think that's true. That's a fair assessment. I think that's true. Number four is Clerks. Now, I do not recall seeing Clerks. I don't remember seeing Clerks. I know a lot of people like Clerks. I think this is one of the films that it was this Kevin Smith's, you know, it was his first. Yeah. yeah. I, th- th- that's, and I think people forget that what it was his film? first and he's the one who put up the money for it mm-hmm. with borrowing. It was one of the first really independently made hand credit card <laughs> made films. What Thaddeus says, Clerks is a highly overrated film. No, I think he's thinking Clerks 2 or 3. No, he's saying Clerks. I know. I'm teasing that is. But you know what? I remember when they talked about him maxing out his credit cards, but the person that did that, that's most known for that, is Robert Townsend for Hollywood Mm -hmm. Shuffle. You know? Yeah, I think those two films showed everybody you can do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And and, and, and so for that reason, they shouldn't be too overrated. 
No, I mean, but Daddy's does say there's several elements which make the film worthy of notice. Yeah, I think yeah. I like. I like. And it was about real people. people. Yeah. And it's yeah. not. It's not hype to me. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's about real people. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and the next one on the list is Spider-Man Two, and I don't understand why Spider-Man Two is here. The Sam Raimi's um, iteration, second iteration of Spider-Man. His first one I did not like at all. The second one he went right. He went back to Sam Raimi's uh, aesthetic, which is why I loved it. So I don't know why it is. They say that it's hailed as by some as the greatest comic book superhero movie ever made. I don't agree with that, but I do like it. And we're really not sure why. Alfred Molina is a game as Dr. Octopus and Tobey Maguire once again shines as the title hero. But overall, the film's plot meanders without the spark of either the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man film or the later Marvel films. I disagree 100%. I think that this was by far better than every other Spider-Man that was done until Tom Holland took over the over the world. Yeah, how can you Doc Ock? Come on. Yeah, I think they did an excellent job with the Spider-Man 2. I thought it far outstripped the first Sam Raimi film. I think one of the things we say, Sam Raimi had too much money with the first film and didn't know what to do with it because he's so used to working on the budget. And the second film, he went back to Sam Raimi-isms, and I thought that it was excellent. You know, a lot of things you see, if you're a Sam Raimi fan, that he puts into this film and that you're like, yeah, he's he put his, his impression on it, and I thought it was quite good. Daddy says, it is not the greatest superhero film ever made, but it's a good follow-up film. I liked it better than any Spider-Man film until Tom Holland scene. Yeah, we are in agreement with that. We are in agreement. Um, before that, our number two spot, which you probably will not agree with either, is The Dark Knight. I do not know why they have The Dark Knight here as overrated. I think The Dark Knight, in fact, it was... Um, wasn't most... it a Christopher Nolan film too? Yeah. And and with Inception, I see a pattern here. Yeah. He just doesn't like Christopher Nolan. Maybe. Or maybe he doesn't like his, his you know, I don't know, his views. Make his films that make him think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that, uh, I think it was a good film. I thought that it dealt with some serious issues, you know, when we have people unreliable, maybe not your narrator, but un, unreliable villain. Because he says things. And you listen to him, and you say, okay, this is his position. Then he will turn around and say exactly the opposite thing from what he said before. Or he will tell a story and say a thing happened. Then he will tell the story again, and it's a different story regarding that same exact incident. So we really have this individual who doesn't feel that he is required to maintain any type of continuity in his tales about himself or anything else. You know, when he says, you know, that, you know, me, why would I do anything like this? You know, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't plan anything. What a liar. He plans everything, you know? I mean, he is a, I don't know if he's a pathological liar or just really insane, which is probably what insane, but I think what a or great both. job, what a great villain. I think that Christian Bale is probably the best um, Bruce Wayne 
ever they've ever gotten. on screen batman it's his the best bruce wayne oh his okay batman is not good his bruce wayne however is quite excellent yeah i do like his bruce wayne but i think he is he was not able to manage batman especially with that gravelly bear voice i don't know what that was <laughs> he needed to get better voice coaching because that was like what in the world or they could just i don't say why they just didn't I don't know. Filters would do something to it, but it sounded quite ridiculous. Hey, um, get, get James Earl Jones. <laughs> Why not? James, I don't think you realize that over your head when you're moving, every once in a while it looks like a bat symbol uh, signals going over yeah. your head. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that's that's trivia yeah, pouring yeah. out of my head. Daddy's just saying that Christopher Nolan and Heath Ledger set the world on fire. This is a film worthy of every accolade it ever earned. The Joker is right about half the time. It makes you wonder if you are rooting for the right person. His Batman struggled under a heavily armed suit, which hindered his fighting ability. Yeah, that's true. And I don't understand. But the thing is, the costuming people should have worked with Christian Bale more on that suit. But it's his voice that bothered me most. Excellent as Bruce Wayne. He, was, he is the only one that I have ever seen who actually nailed the Bruce Wayne character? Did they Truly give the, the costume it. nipples? Like no, that was George Clooney. Gracious, just George Clooney. Yeah, you, you yeah. know, okay, yeah. James. Yeah, yeah, nipples. It did have nipples. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, there we go. Now, the number one film on here of overrated is Almost Famous, and I would have to say that it is overrated. I didn't even I didn't even see it because I thought that the premise was ridiculous. It's a Cameron Cameron Crowe's almost famous, a fictionalized account of Crowe's real life story as a teenage journalist working for Rolling Stone magazine in the 1970s. Huh? <laughs> it's a very good well, film. What? <laughs> However, the nostalgic goggles of Gen Xers who saw themselves in the rock-obsessed William Miller character have elevated the film to a status well beyond its actual content. I didn't see anything about this film. Huh? That... Wait a minute, what? <laughs> what exactly. <laughs> yeah, What's Daddy said also, film? Snooze Fest. Snooze what? Fest. This film was so... I mean, I said, why would anybody make this film? I, I just don't... Again, it made it Hollywood made. feel good. Why? I mean, just to me, it's like, there's nothing in this that, that I get to be a teenager and traveling around covering rock bands as a journalist. Come on, y'all. You know, come on. Seriously, what's the name of this movie? Almost Famous. Almost Famous. I remember when this came out. I remember the big ballyhoo that's made about it. And I was trying to figure out why? Why? I don't get it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't blink with that. I just, I just sneezed, and it was out the movie theaters. My well, way. Daddy says almost interesting. Very good. <laughs> it's Bravo. a coming of age story. So hey. Yeah, yeah. So, you can I, all relate to as we travel around as a <laughs> quarter for Rolling Stone. Yeah. Right, right. We yeah. all did that, didn't we? Okay. All yeah, right. All right. All right. Try to get a job at 16 in New York doing anything, right? Try to yeah. try to do that. Cause yeah. I tried, and I was told to take my ass home. 
So if I was a white guy, they would say, hey, you're a, you a part of Jay. Yeah, right, right, right. A well, part gosh, of you know, Jay. Well, you know, it's yeah. almost, I mean, we've been here now for like an hour and 51 minutes, and we still didn't get to play Six Degrees of Occupation. So I think we're going to have to move that to our next show. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. What? There was a guy who was in Tokyo, and then he was a journalist, and he, there, was a, there was a monster there, and he left, and uh-huh. he decided to go to law school, uh-huh. and he became a lawyer, uh-huh. and then one day, after years of successful practice, uh-huh. he, was, he went to L.A., and he was shot, uh-huh. and he was confined to a wheelchair, he said, oh, no, nah, man, it's B.S., and he became a cop. <laughs> Okay. Sold out all built. Yeah. Oh, but 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 wait a minute! You forgot that he also, after he got shot, before he got shot and ended up in the wheelchair, he was the head of a big publishing empire that published magazines. Really? Yeah. That's that's some (laughs) show. That's some show Raymond Bird did that maybe lasted (laughs) half a season. Well, yeah, and he also remember when he. But that guy was looking out the window and he killed his wife. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. In a garden. Yeah, yeah. Rear window. Yeah. So okay. so he got what he deserved getting shot because he killed yes. his wife. Yeah, I know. With him. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> Must have been. Must have been. shot his ass and said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. See, that's, that's how it works. Six degrees of occupation. All the different occupations he had. He got a wife killer. And then he was a journalist, and then he owned a publishing company, right? Yeah. Now he went to law school first, then he owned a publishing company, then he became a cop who got shot. Oh, you forget he was also a judge in one movie. Oh, and and also before he was a journalist in Japan, mm-hmm. he was he was also a, a a crime boss too. And what? I don't know some some film nah. The, mis- the Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo. <laughs> that's with the judge? No, that's the Godfather one. The judge, he played oh. several judges, actually. See? Well, you can't, See, you there can't we count go. that, because those are, one, those are one-offs. You we got, don't want to do the, has to actually yeah. have an occupation. You got to do it more than one. Yeah, you got to do it right. more than one show. You know, it's like, it's like William Shatner, you know, like he was in space, and it, somehow he became a cop. I don't have no idea how that... <laughs> He came back in time to become a cop. Maybe it yes. was that TJ Hooker or something. It's like, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, before and then that, now he's he, selling... went, he went back in time and was uh, uh, privatized something on the Barbary Coast, too. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Barbary and now, Coast. Yeah, okay. now he's selling airline tickets with Priceline. And then he got a really thick toupee to put on his head. To... Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I forget so, he's also a lawyer, Boston Legal. That's he was right. Also a lawyer. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. there we go. We could probably get six degrees out of William Shatner. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, Don't cheat. He's also Don't a, cheat I'm cheating so right now. Up. I'm cheating right I'm not going to Google. Uh-huh. I'm going to IMDb. <laughs> IMDb. That's right. IMDb. That's what I would do. He was also a god. He played a god in Haven. No, no, you got multiple, multiple, multiple roles. He played four episodes. Yeah, but he did four episodes of that, so that's multiple. Stop cheating. 
<laughs> I actually remember watching that. It I was really know, bad. I want to know um, how many degrees we can do with Dennis Haysbert. Because I know... A president, lawyer, a president, a cop, an insurance salesman, and a god. A getaway and a, driver. A god. He was god, a getaway a god, driver. He was, he's god. Okay, remember yeah. him in heat? Okay, because, all right, in the unit, right? But now and again, he is a he's, federal, he's first, a federal doctor, right? He's a government, he's a doctor agent. government yeah. agent. In, now and again, in the unit, he is snake doc, you know. Still a government agent. Yeah, so, so he's a he's military. Then he is in um, what is the other one? He's President Palmer. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. He he's is a god in Hades. Lucifer. That's four. I know what he did a show when he was really young, but I can't remember what if it you is. Count the commercials. He's an insurance salesman. Yeah. Okay. But he, he also was a dish. Yes. He was a, he was a dishwasher in a in a restaurant after he got out of jail too. But y'all have y'all missing y'all missing the important part, the mortar, the 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 mortar that holds these occupations together. For and instance, that is like you know, he became well, it's like you have to tell the story, like you know, Right, okay, we gotta tell the story. Like okay, he, his, like, okay. Perry he Mason, starts he off Okay, okay, okay. So what what? We what's the first the part? What is the youngest thing? Was he in chips, right? Wasn't he in chips? What was he in Chips? And Michael Dorn was in Chips. That was oh, Michael, Michael Dorn. Dorn. No, Michael Dorn was in Chips. Uh, oh, what was he? But he was on something else. This Hayes was on something else in his early career because he was really young. He was. Uh, he was. Try- he was a married man in a difficult position, trying to get Whitney Houston and waiting to exhale. <gasps> oh, that's right. He was her he was- married boyfriend, right? <laughs> He was the helmsman in Buck Rogers first. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So he was in yeah. the future. Came back in time. Came back in time. And Code Red, he was a shit. Um, to become, oh, yeah, in that film. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, okay, what are we doing first? Does he come back from the past, to back to the future, to the past for Code Red, right? Yeah, firefighter. Okay. And then he, does he then go? Into he was the military? a he, he was a he was a getaway driver and he getaway I, driver. I but is that is he going to then use that as a job was his occupation? But as I get to him into his next occupation, we got to go to his occupation. Yeah, his next occupation was in off the rack. He was in that was a garment thingy. I can't remember what he did though. Yeah, can't remember his character was in in the unit that he was one of and down again he got fired for that job they had to go work said, for the I'm federal government the military I'm going into no the he military. went to work for the federal government first okay. and now and again right he goes to work for the federal government where he is a doctor and he's running the now and again program but then when that closes up because they stopped doing it he has to get another job with the government and that's when he goes because of the government shutdown, he shut had down, to go right. to the, the military. The military, right. And so for the military, where he is the head of that, what is their force called? The unit. He's the head of the unit. Then um, I gather at some point, because he is messing around with Whitney Houston and... Um, Waiting and, to uh, exhale came Hale, first. 
that he gets into the court. Is he the one that got his clothes burned? No, no, no. Waiting to exhale came first. Before now and again. Before then. Okay, so before now and again, he's on waiting to exhale? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we can... I don't know what he did for a living. Did he, he got his clothes burned money. and he said hell with that? No, that's not him. Oh, it wasn't him. Okay, never mind. No, that he's the one who was hooked up with Whitney Houston. You're talking about Angela Bassett's yes, husband who got his clothes right. burned. Yeah. Kenneth. I do not remember Kenneth at all. Yeah, and what did you say? Hell? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I haven't was... watched it in a while. I need to rewatch it. How can we forget him? Dennis Haysbert ever? Because oh I was too busy staring at all the other guys. Nope, only he. <laughs> only he is worthy of being stared Whitney at. Left him, Whitney left him to marry Bobby Brown. That's right. He became, and he's he so upset. Yeah. Yes, that he, what? Then went, now again. Then he, got, he went to work for the government as a scientist. And then left that job to go work and for the military. And government shut down. And the government shut down. Then he goes to work for the military in the unit. Okay, and he, then he, he does such a great job of working there that he decides to run for senator and become senator and then decides to run for president because President Palmer in 24, right? And then his term is over and becomes an insurance salesman? <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, he needs to get a steady job like Hal Holbrook because I swear it seemed like every time, it maybe it's me, but didn't Hal Holbrook play a president a bunch of times back yeah. in the day? Yeah, yeah, he sure did. Yeah, but hey, but Dennis played God. He ended up as that's God. Right, that's right. So God. So yeah, he made it all the way to the top. He's the winner. He becomes a deity. But what you know what else? Uh Denzel. He's done a lot of jobs. That's too I many. Remember. Too many oh. jobs. For too many jobs Denzel. for Denzel. Because I know yeah. he started yeah. out. Remember, he is a college student in carbon copy. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? We won't do Denzel. We will hold on to that because we've already been here for over two hours and people want to go home and go to bed. Yeah, so, like he says in Equalizer, I give you nine seconds to list all of his jobs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm not going to survive that, man. It's not going to work. But I thank you all for showing up tonight. It's been great fun. But said, uh, that, what's the thing? Because as Lenny say, it's been fun, but I got to run, take two yep. steps to the rear and get the hell out of here. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. When'd she go? She forgot to stop it. Oh. What happened? <laughs> we're still we're, live? We're, we're still live. Can somebody stop it? <laughs> oh. Jane, stop this crazy thing. Help, Jane. Well, one Maybe we'll all get off. we just all get off. Yeah, everybody just kindly leave the studio. So Please before leave. we go, though, there's a thing uh, about all the movies and things that are coming out for uh, uh, 2024, and one of them is the so far unnamed and uh, no details about the title, but Jordan Peele has a new movie that'll be out at Christmas. So, oh, okay. 
wild and nobody knows what it's about. No, nobody knows what it's about, who's in it, or even what the title is yet. But it has a release date. Is it is it a Christmas theme movie? They don't know. That's what they're hoping for, but uh, whatever it is, you know, that's that's usually when everything is released for the uh, Oscar season and stuff. So, oh, oh, okay, okay, well, guys. I see you guys later. Okay, bye bye. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.